episode of Big Drive Energy. We've got some news filtering through the golf world, and we are going to talk about the USGA and the RNA deciding to roll the golf ball back. What does this really mean for amateurs? What does it mean for professionals? Um, also, Minwoo Lee, if you haven't heard that name, get familiar. The guy is on a tear. Do we have a future superstar in Minwoo Lee in the golf world? John Rahm, to live is all but a done deal. Uh, as we're recording this, it's kind of like it could be announced any moment. He's been real quiet. So we're going to discuss that. Uh, and then we're also going to get into the RBC Canadian Open has changed its logo based on last year's finish. Uh, what a great tournament it was for us, for Canada, for Oh Canada. And uh, we're going to discuss that. And we've got a fairway or four to finish this episode up. And this is all brought to you by our friends over at Pins and Aces. They just got absolutely destroyed with this Christmas sale, this fucking Black Friday sale. Um, and so if you ever go onto their website and they're not having a sale, which I'm, I'm kind of looking now, it looks like they still got some sales going on. Um, but use our code BDE and that saves you 15% off your entire order plus free shipping. They've got a brand new holiday uh, ugly sweater, if you will, that's pins and aces, um, golf-related, really cool. I actually got one, so I will be rocking that uh, this holiday season at my ugly sweater Christmas parties. They also do cool stuff like every order over $50, you get a free ball marker, and then every order over $100 right now, you get a free beer sleeve. So if you're sitting there at like 49 bucks, you want to get that up over to 50 get yourself one of their free awesome best in the game ball markers or if you're sitting there in the $90 range just send it on a ball marker and get a beer sleeve for free and that's all over at pinsandaces.com use our promo code BDE if there's not a sale going on that will save you 15% off every single order alright let's tee it up hello friends welcome to this tradition unlike any <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> Rolling it back. This isn't no Walmart fucking rollback sale. This is something that's going to change the landscape of golf. But really, how much? 
that's what we're here to get into today. I am at Big Drive Spence here with my brother at Big Drive Mitch. First of all, how you doing? How was your last week? Uh, we're getting closer and closer to our yearly brother's trip, which is my favorite thing ever. Um, and we just get to go and we're going to sauce it in Detroit, watch Broncos Lions, which is now on a Saturday night, kind of a clusterfuck. Um, shout out United Airlines, fingers crossed, please do not be late on my flight. I don't want to miss this fucking game that was supposed to be on Sunday, but how's your week? What are, uh, what are you, what are you up to this week? You decorating for the holidays? You done? You, you're doing some bacon. What are you, what are you doing here? Yeah, so I'm gonna do a little bit of baking. I uh, I got some sugar cookies that I, I'm gonna throw in the the old oven. Um, I made some. Do you know what, man? Like Trader Joe's, I've been going in there a lot more. First of all, because it's super uh, affordable, like relative to like Whole Foods. Like every time I walk out of Whole Foods, whatever I have, like I don't know what if I'm just like expensive or everything's expensive, but. Every single bag of groceries I get at Whole Foods is at least 50 plus dollars, like per bag. So if I have two bags of groceries, it's a hundred dollars. If I have one bag, it's 50. You get it. Um, well, but I've been walking. You know the, don't you know the rule about Whole Foods? You physically cannot go in there and spend two digits. It's got to be a three digiter every fucking time. I, I swear to God, that's why I send my wife in there because she'll go in like, if if it's like all right, we get our you know most of our meat and dinner food from Whole Foods, and I usually go to the store on my way home from work because it's just easy. But I am horrible about walking around. Oh, I need this. Oh, I need that. Now, if you guys don't know about my dietary preferences, of course nobody gives a shit. But I'm don't do uh, dairy, and I'm kind of gluten is a little more like I've started to just not care as much anymore about that. But I definitely don't do dairy so i have to buy kind of special things for like my smoothies or special yogurts or almond milk etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, dairy free cheese and whole foods has got all that so i'm kind of a whole foods guy myself but if i go in there it's 100 bucks minimum even if i'm buying you know meat for dinner and that's it i end up walking around every aisle snack foods this and that but sorry to interrupt trader joe's no. is the snack capital of the fucking uh that mecca snack capital mecca of of grocery stores by far not even close that that's what i was gonna say is that's like what i've ran into is i don't necessarily like whole foods is kind of the spot where i go to like pick up shit for dinner like you know chicken or shrimp or whatever um their steaks are top notch but like if i'm looking for like a frozen meal or snacks or whatever trader joe's like no free advertising here but holy shit they've got have you heard of this new sensation called Jingle Jangle? No. Do, so it's at Trader, it, it sounds like it's borderline racist. I don't know why. It just doesn't sound like a a very PC thing. Um, but it's like a it's like a mixture. It's like a holiday mixture of like chocolate covered pretzels and chocolate covered popcorn. And there's like little like peanut butter cups in there, and there's like little M and M's in there, and it comes in a tin. And it's like a Trader Joe's thing and holy shit. It is like they've just got hundreds of them stacked. Like they they've got so many things for you to like. I I got so earlier this week I baked like uh um what is that? It's not like gingerbread. It was like some sort of a muffin. It was like a holiday muffin, not like pumpernickel. Uh I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking of. Um 
maybe it was like a ginger gingerbread type of thing uh but they had like a mixture and then it came with like this lemon uh like a lemon topping like a lemon like frost or whatever and holy fuck like every time i go into trader joe's i come out with like a new treat which is fucking terrible for me um but yeah the jingle jangle is fucking off the hook boy i tell you what if you go into trader joe's you're gonna want to pick yourself up some of that action like it's actually funny because missy asked me to get her and her mom and her uh her partner a each something for like their christmas uh missy's making them each like christmas like uh like i wouldn't call it a box but like a a a basket yeah yeah a christmas basket with like a piece of outerwear in it and like a snack and like a like little fun things like kind of because missy's terrible at wrapping shit she can't wrap things to save her life um she knows that so i'm not even talking shit but she asked me to pick them each up like a snack of some sort or like a a holiday thing and so i found this jingle jangle and it's like this big tin like it's pretty good size and it's 10 bucks a piece and uh so i bought two of them and then i got them home and i looked at her i'm like i don't really think they each need one of those and like i think if we just give them one to share i think they'll be totally fine um so we ended up getting into one of those that wasn't even meant for us like i didn't even buy it for us and we just ended up taking it and eating it so uh that's that doesn't really need to be a known fact it can't can't leave this podcast you know nobody talks about it um but yeah like eating shit around the holidays is just the bane of my existence uh real quick i i have a rental car right now so i've actually got my clubs these are my sticks right here behind me bury the banana if you're not watching our podcast on the youtube check it out big drive energy golf youtube.com that's a great place where you get to see our fire pins and ace fits mitchell's great attempt at hanging up an old course fucking flag behind him on his white ass wall and he just sticks his clubs behind him and good to go first of all the wall is like a tannish yellow i don't really know what color it is but it's not white like well white you really can't shit it's a plain wall (laughs) but yes you're correct it's my attempt at a studio is very poor considering this is also missy's office and realistically i just don't have that much wall area to hang a lot of shit behind me because i have such a big fucking head that you can't really see the wall behind me like i guess if i backed up a little bit but i don't want to do that to fuck with my volume um anywho so i have a uh a rental car this week because my car's in the shop and i had a whole ass debacle trying to get the rental car i got lost yada 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 but anywho my car is getting fixed so I was leaving the store today. I was getting groceries. I was listening to a podcast and I was, I was walking out. And so it's this like little Nissan, like sedan, like just your general, very generic looking. And even the guys at the rental car place were like, you sure you don't want like something nicer? I'm like, I don't give a shit what you give me. It's for five, six days. I just want to get my car done. I don't want to talk to the insurance company again. Holy shit. It was, I, I got hit over three months ago now and i'm just now getting my car into the shop so if that gives you any idea but uh so i tried to get into the wrong car today uh in the parking lot i i was fucking 
hitting the unlock. And so the dude, when I was getting the rental car, he told me, he's like, oh, remind me to replace the batteries in this um, remote because they, uh, I guess the batteries were low or whatever. And of course, I did not remember to remind him. So the batteries are low already on on my fucking uh, keychain thing, whatever. Uh, and so I, I'm hitting the unlock and then I'm yanking on this door. And I'm like, this motherfucking, this battery, this thing is not like this thing's dead because it's not unlocking it. But I hear, so I click the lock and I like hear the lock, but it's kind of off in the distance. <laughs> and so I lock it and then I press the unlock again and I'm still yanking on the door. And there's actually a chick in the car next to me, like in the driver's seat, sitting there watching me do this. And so I finally, I keep yanking on it and then I step back. I'm like, this isn't my fucking car. And my car was like eight spots down in the same exact like line and everything. And I was like, oh my God, like, I hope nobody watched me do that shit. Cause and for a second there, I thought somebody thought that I was breaking into their car. Like that could have gotten me borderline fucking unalived. Like that, <laughs> I was, I was a little bit nervous there for a minute. I was like looking around. I thought somebody was going to like think that I was stealing a car or whatever, but it was just wild. Like I, I cannot fucking believe I did that. And the chick next to me was probably just like, what the fuck is this guy's deal? It would have been so funny if the person that owned that car came out as you were fucking just jamming on the handle. Do you remember <laughs> when coach bird did that? Were you there in high school? We all drove down to, we used his car. I don't know. You usually use like a school car, but we drove down to do a practice round at, at country club of Colorado down in the Springs. And we went to Chili's, I think, like right on Garden of the Gods and I-25, and we get out, and he's doing the same thing, fucking jamming on the door and, like, couldn't open it, and then his car was, like, three or four over. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's a – I've literally never done that before in my life, and uh, I think it might just be because my rental car is just so generic, and, like, you're just, like, every other bitch. Like, that's – my car looks like a million other cars in the parking lot. So I think that's why I, I lost it. But yeah, I'm driving around a little, uh, I won't call it a shit box. Like it's decent, but it definitely, I kind of feel like I, I've never really felt like in danger on the road, but this thing is just so small and like every, and so low to the ground. Like I feel like I could die pretty easily in it. So I'm kind of driving like somewhat cautiously and then people are like flying by me. I feel like you get treated differently on the road by the kind of car you drive. Like oh, am I, I, I 100% treat someone differently based on the car they drive. Like if I'm, I'm a, you know, active, you know, I'm a pretty normal driver. I'm, I'm on the slow side. I'm not too aggressive unless I'm late, but or in a parking lot or in a parking lot. But when somebody gets aggressive with me, I immediately fucking go to their piece of shit car. Like, unless they're driving something that's, like, nicer than my truck, I immediately fucking just dissolve their car. But based on the fucking, like, you're that fucking piece of shit Honda Civic. You, who the fuck do you think you are? You know, like, that's that's 100% how I act towards people. And on the on the other side of the coin, if somebody's driving a Tesla and driving like me or slow as fuck, I'm like... What are you doing? Fucking go buy a Camry. Like if you're going to drive a Tesla like this, what the what is the point? Exactly. Yeah, you attack their car no matter if it's nicer than yours or shittier than yours. But like 
I'm not trying to brag, but I drive like a nice Audi. I drive an SQ5 and it's like relatively fast. And, but I don't drive like an asshole. And I feel like a lot of other people in luxury cars like drive like they're assholes because they think they're better than you. And so now that I'm in this Nissan, I feel like those people are like looking down their nose at me about like me being in this little Nissan fucking shit box. Uh, and I could be totally wrong. That could just be like a me problem. Maybe I just need to look inward on that. But there's definitely an element where somebody like tries to fuck with me. And now I like the, driving this Nissan. I got like a chip on my shoulder. I'm like, oh, you want a fucking piece of me? And like flying up next to him, fucking hammering the gas. People just and especially out here in New Jersey, people drive like complete fucking idiots. And so you you have to keep your head on a swivel at all times, like people cutting you off and all this shit. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I've had some interesting uh run-ins with my rental car so far this week and i will say too that it's pretty fucking wild i got barely rear-ended with this accident and i think it's gonna end up costing like over three thousand dollars like there's hard to the no no to the insurance company to the ladies insurance that rear-ended me thank god um but i mean you saw that the dent in the back of my and like on my bumper right spence yeah yeah that happened in colorado right was there any issues with that that now you live there and there's luckily there was not like i thank god but uh i mean you saw it really didn't look like that much damage so the dude calls me and he goes yeah once we took apart like took off the outside of the bumper he said that all four sensors on the inside of my bumper because i guess i have sensors in my bumper or some shit yeah, that's like a backup sensor, dude. Your car beeps. What do you think that oh, just fucking magically happens? Yeah, I, I didn't really know exactly how that worked, but apparently that's how it works. He said, he's like, yeah, all four of those are fucked. Um, he didn't actually say they're fucked, but he's like, yeah, we had to order these, blah, blah, blah. Luckily, it's only going to take like a week. I, I figured when he told me he had to order this shit, I'm like, I'm not going to have this car back for a month. I'm going to be driving around this little silver shit box all of December. Um, but no, he said it was going to be done within the week. Uh, but yeah, like cars are just so fucking expensive. Like, and I luckily knock on wood, I have had no problems with my Audi and I had an Audi previously never had any problems. So I, I just think that I need to sell. I am just going to keep flipping cars for other cars. So I don't have any problems. Like I'm not going to hang on to a car long enough to run into problems. Yeah. That's, that's always a good play. I, I think, once my taco gets to like 125, 150K, I'm going to just sell it off and get a new car. But I'm in the same boat where I've just knock on wood gotten pretty lucky with my cars in general where there's just no issues. Like there was a, some slight issues that need to be changed on my Tacoma to um, replace a gas pump and it ruined the whole fucking car. A couple things about cars that are crazy is first of all, they are ex- insanely expensive. Like you go to a bumper shop and or anything a bumper like shop a bumper repair place i don't know a fucking tire i don't know a, a, body, car, shop? a body shop there we go bumper a body, shop a body oh, shop fuck. that specializes in bumpers like a mako or whatever and no free ads and they they're like oh there's one scratch that'll be a thousand dollars it's insane how much they cost just piggybacking on your point but also how many pieces of a car if if, if it doesn't work the whole fucking thing doesn't run like my Audi, my old Audi, the stick shift. I lost one fucking nut, one little 
squishy nut. I don't know how to describe it. Armstrong running around with one nut. A seal. That's what it is. Not a squishy nut. It's a seal. I lost one fucking seal on my clutch box and my whole fucking clutch is out. And I have to drive the car like a fucking Neanderthal and, and not be able to shift with my clutch. And because of one seal that costs like 50 cents. That has blown my mind ever since of the the little amount that your car that can go wrong and then your entire thing has to be towed somewhere and you can't fucking drive it. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's nuts. Sorry for the car trouble. I did want to go back to one point though about your way back to your food takes. Want to pour one out for us. Now it's this is going to be the second year in a row, but we didn't really talk about it last year. Now that we don't work at a golf course anymore, we don't get the holiday fucking jingle jangle or whatever things delivered to us like right to our face all december we had a bunch of great members at uh x course that we used to work at i'm not gonna say their name because they're a bunch of soft um you know whatever but we used to work at this golf course in somewhere in colorado and um people would just drop off the ungodliest amount of chocolate and the the popcorn with the different kettle corn and this and that and i when you're working at a golf course in the winter, you just sit there all day and look at bas- college basketball lines, or that's what I did. And, you know, when snacks are just right there, you're just constantly like, dude, I was like, I'd leave work like feeling like I just swallowed a beach ball every time. And, yeah. You know, it's you good either for our- have nicotine in or you're eating something like yep. it, it's just, and it's just mindless shit. Like you're not even thinking about what you're eating. I do have to give a shout out to Trish Cawthon because she baked me these cookies one time and they're the best fucking cookies I've ever had. Like legitimately when somebody would bring me something like she brought me cookies, not a big deal, whatever. Uh, I would usually share with the rest of staff with these. I'm like, you each get one and then these are these are for me. Like you're not fucking touching these. Uh, but yeah, the, the baked goods around the holidays, it's like, why give you money when I could just bake you something like I. And I'm not saying we need money or whatever, but it's like the the old like, why would your employer give you a bonus when they can give you a pizza party? Like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into a little bit of golf. Obviously, there's some news making waves. Um, before we get into that, we definitely want to tell you guys about how we bet on golf every single week, and that's using Bet365. Use code in all caps, all city. When you sign up for Bet365 and you have your choice of two different offers, you have a first bet safety net of $1,000 or bet $5 and get $150 in free bets when you sign up. So this $1,000 bet safety net, basically you can bet up to $1,000. If it wins, you just doubled your entire, um, for you, Mitchell, your entire net worth. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, you, you can double your money essentially right off the hop or they give you and basically you have two shots at making a thousand dollars. So I used the first bet safety net of a thousand dollars. I'm not going to dis- disclose how that went, but there's two different offers that you can use when you sign up with the code All City at Bet Three Six Five. Every Sunday you get ten dollars in bonus bets if you bet twenty dollars or more on same game parlays for any NFL games, and you can use those ten dollars on any event of your choice, even Monday Night Football, so it doesn't expire. Download the Bet365 app. Use the code ALLCITY when you sign up. Must be 21 plus. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I also want to tell you guys about our friends over at Burrito Express. When you head down to the Phoenix area this winter to play golf, make sure you hit up Burrito Express. Steak burrito is my favorite. I like to get it smothered in green chili. Um, I'm a big green chili guy, and I've found that a lot of people are not kind of on my side. I, no, I shouldn't say green chili. I should say green sauce, like green salsa. I'm a big green salsa guy. Everybody else is like red, fire, hot, etc. I'm a big green um, salsa guy. I love to get that on my breakfast burrito at Burrito Express. Great with eggs, potatoes, no cheese because that's how I roll. Bacon, sausage, chorizo, whatever you prefer. But Burrito Express is a great spot to stop. They have six locations in Arizona. The one in Tempe is awesome right by Arizona State's campus. They support Arizona State and local athletics, so support a local business. They're great guys. Burrito Express, best burritos in the state of Arizona. So make sure to check them out when you're down there on your bachelor party, your boys' bachelor party, your boys' trip, your girls' trip, whatever. You're hungover. You need a breakfast burrito. Burrito Express is the spot to get it. All right, rolling back the golf ball. Now, are, are you on the same side as me that once – we kind of both did our research and dove into this a bit. It really doesn't seem as serious as everybody's making it or as as big of a deal as everybody's making it. Because first of all, for those of you guys that don't know, it doesn't even go into effect until 2028 and 2030 for the recreational golfers like us. Yeah, I mean, when it goes into effect aside, I think that, like you said, in the grand scheme of things, so to give people a little like back end info, it's going to make the the longest hitters like the elite tour level guys probably hit it about 15 to 20 yards shorter. Um, it's going to make amateurs hit it somewhere, you know, between men and women, anywhere in the five to 10 to 12 yard range. Um, so we'll probably fall somewhere in that 10 to 15 yard range. I would assume you might be a little bit closer to 15. Uh, but like you said, it really isn't that big of a change. And I think that begs the question, why do it? Like, if you're not going to make a wholesale change on it, then why are you even doing it? You know what I mean? Like, because the idea behind all this is you're trying to bring older, shorter courses back into play for majors, for for the professional game, obviously. Um, and that realistically, if we want to go back to the the origination of this, the the heads of golf are dumbasses because there's this thing called beerification. Do you remember that was a, a buzzword, Spencer? Do you remember? Are you, that? Are you saying beerification like B E E R or beer? <laughs> Be, I only well, no. beer. Beerification with a U. <laughs> it's um, afternoon on a on a day that ends in Y, so I heard beer. Sorry, go on. You're just thinking about alcohol. Totally fair. Um, well, so do you remember what beerification means? No. It, it is like I'm a small child. Yeah, I'll, I'll mansplain it to you real quick. Uh, it's basically where, like baseball, like other sports, um, there's a rule, there's a set of rules for the professional game, and there's a set of rules for the amateur game. Um, so, like baseball, you can't use an aluminum bat in the MLB, but you can use it all the way up through college, whatever. Um, it's similar to that. So it's basically saying that there's, it's a fancy word for saying there's two sets of rules. So, uh, beerification of golf was actually brought up to the governing body, 
and ultimately it got voted down by whoever um for really no good reason so then now it's turned into well we're either all changing it for everybody we're changing it for nobody so now they've decided to make this change to quote unquote roll back the golf ball and realistically it's not going to affect the professional tour player that much and there's actually charts on it like if you look at top swing speed um from 2007 until 2023 the the median to top swing speed is so well the i would say the median has stayed relatively consistent somewhere between 113 and 116 and the top end has always been closer to 120 125 in that ballpark now there is more people over that median on tour today especially in the men's game the men are hitting it longer now consistently more people are than they were like say 15 years ago but at the end of the day they're not going to see nearly the effect in it I know I'm kind of talking in circles here almost, but it just like golf is trying to grow. Correct. I, whenever I see rules like this, like, uh, you know, there, and it's not just golf, it's hockey, it's baseball, it's basketball, it's every football. The whole goal is to grow the sport. And it just feels like this is going in such a wrong direction for the amateur player. You know what I'm saying? Like it really doesn't add up to me. What, what's going to, attract people to play golf because of this rule yeah it, it only affects the people the people that are already playing it doesn't it doesn't do anything to grow the game but i want to go back to your topic of purification real quick now that i've got a, a an idea of what that actually is not has nothing to do with beer um the so thinking about other sports what first of all what is your take on should there be beerification in golf? Because when I think about it, okay, college to NFL football, one foot versus two, huge difference. Okay, different size, the the uh, hash marks are in a different spot on the field. That makes also a huge difference in play calling and where players are lined up. You know, there's a stopped clock after first downs at the end of two minutes. There's uh, multiple different things. Now, baseball, you already mentioned a massive amount of beerification there with the with the bat being completely different. Um, you know, the, the, uh, basically everything you use, that'd be like in golf, like pros are only allowed to use certain clubs and then amateurs are only allowed to use a different club. Um, when I think of you know, like basketball, it's same height rim, but different three point distance. So that changes the game a little bit too. Uh, hockey, I don't think there is right. Um, unless there's like some rules on, uh, I think the only thing is, is that college hockey, you have to wear the cage, but that's, you know, that's kind of a safety uh, thing. Yeah. Safety thing and, and more materialistic, if you will. But so other than hockey, really the major four here in America all have beer, pretty big beerification. And do you yeah. think that golf should have it? Like, I, I just don't, I don't know where I honestly don't know where I land on the fact that, you know, an amateur can buy a different golf ball than a professional. I think I ultimately agree with the not necessarily the rollback, but the idea that all golf should be played under one kind of standard of rules. No, I I definitely agree with that, but then that turns to the question of I think that everybody should play the same ball, 
but why not change the the woods for the PGA tour level players and the professional level players? Like, and I know it, it sounds like somewhat of a, a tedious process, but you know, the, the driver maximum CCs on a driver now, a cubic centimeters, I think is what it is. I, I could be completely fucking wrong. Uh, but that's just a, a, an educated guess um, is basically how big a driver head is and how forgiving it is. Um, but I think that there should be a, a different size driver, like maybe dial the the driver back from 460 to like 400 for the PJ Tour guys, because ultimately I, I don't think it's near as much about the distance as it is about the forgiveness. And so that's kind of like begging the question of why, why are we changing the ball instead of the other equipment? Because the ball and there, I mean, there's so much discourse in this entire conversation because now they're saying, Oh, why don't the ball manufacturers sue the USGA? Cause you know how much money is going to have to go into complete, like all the R and D of all the, the newer golf balls to make them, you know, within, um, parameter the the legal parameters of the new golf ball they're gonna have to completely redesign everything um you know it's gonna affect companies bottom lines ultimately and why not like i mean so for baseball for instance like if you're an amateur if you're a high school player you can still buy a wooden bat and play with it now it's to your disadvantage but you can still do that so why don't they make manufacturers and it's not going to hurt the manufacturer at all. Why don't they make them make two sets, two different sets of woods and the pros are forced to play with the smaller, less forgiving set of woods. And it's still available to the amateur if they want to buy it. Now it's going to hurt their game, quote unquote, it's going to affect their chances, but at least give people the choice instead of being like, you know, like if you want to play super tiny blades, Mira makes baby blades. They're like the, the sweet spot, the area of the face is like the size of a golf ball. Now, no smart person would think that that would improve their game, but there is still people that buy them because they want to try to hit them and they think it makes them better. Um, but I think giving people the option instead of saying you, if you play golf and you buy any golf ball, you are guaranteed to hit it shorter uh, in 2030, then you hit it in 2023. Like, do you, do you see where I'm coming from? What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that that type of way to create a difference in the professional game versus the amateur game is probably the most, uh, equitable for the, the game of golf, the, the sport of golf in general. Um, because so many people play it at such a low level and just like play it for recreation that it doesn't necessarily need to be that everyone's like your normal 30 handicap that plays one day of men's league a week with their buddies on a Thursday has to be affected by, you know, what the pros are doing. And I, you're on the same side as, as Tiger Woods, where uh, he said the same thing about, you know, making the equipment different. And instead of, I think they basically just said, okay, what, what's going to be the quickest way that we can change the game and, and stop having everybody hurt it, hit it so far. And I think changing the ball was, you know, obviously what they zeroed in on, but I don't think it's, I, I personally don't think it's right. And they 
So the USGA and the RNA are changing uh, the test that measures how far the ball goes, leaving intact the overall distance standard limit of 317 yards with a three-yard tolerance. So for those of you guys that don't know, there's test clubs and like robots basically that hit these golf balls. So you can really test the ball, test the driver, uh, everything at a consistent rate because no matter how great you know Tiger Woods in his prime, his swing is still not... 100% consistent every time so you can't get a true feel you can get medians you can get averages but you can't get a true feel for the numbers the new test club will be swung at 125 miles per hour so the old test club was 120 so they're upping that testing club um, and that's equivalent to 183 mile per hour ball speed which it used to be 176 they've got spin rate down to 2200 rpms on the test club from 2520 and a launch angle of 11 degrees instead of 10. So baking it all into this little that little sentence and, and the change right there just goes to show you how uh, an optim different you know this is kind of a different topic but an optimized golf swing is or you know the difference in like used to be a, te a 10 degree launch angle was good now it's like all right no we need we know we need to launch the ball a bit higher. Um, yeah, and like you said earlier, for the longest hitters, they expect the ball to go 15 to short, 15 yards shorter, 11 yards for the average tour pro, seven for female tour pros, and five yards or less for everyone else. So that when I read that and and that part of it, it's like, is anybody really gonna know? Because there's such a little like, especially for your average, you know, just bogey golfer, uh, and we love the bogey golfers; they have the most fun. But the average bogey golfer that hits it super off center and, and random ass places on the golf course, you know, they're not going to necessarily be able to tell the feel. The point that I do not like about this in general is I think that every professional level of sport should be, shouldn't be held back by certain things. You know, they shouldn't be, if they're hitting it further because the technology is better and they're more optimized their swings more optimized and they put hours and hours of time in i don't think they should be hindered by that personally and like keegan bradley said so keegan bradley is one of the people that's like very against this i think most i think most pros are other than the guys that are trying to talk themselves into it to be a face of the pga tour um, but keegan bradley said quote i think that the usga everything they do is reactionary he said last week in the Bahamas, they don't think of a solution. They just think we're going to affect 100% of the population that plays golf. For the amateur world to hit the ball shorter is monstrous. I can't think of anything more stupid than that. And and they also, uh, in this article here, this is from ESPN, um, he had Srixon make him, so his sponsor golf ball, they, met, they made him a golf ball that met the new proposed standards of the ball in 2028 or 2030 for amateurs and it was he was hitting it 40 to 50 yards shorter so i think where this challenges you know like you said the r and how much money companies are going to have to spend i think the challenge of this is and the, the fun part let's let let's silver lining it a little bit is it makes all the companies reset and then there may be, you know, who knows, maybe fucking, I don't know, Callaway is the next best ball for the new, you know, the new proposed rules. And all of a sudden it starts, they, you know, they find a way to optimize it, but it's now the longest ball. So I do think it's as annoying as it is. I think overall it'll keep, keep companies in check and kind of resets the entire 
business of golf from the ball side in 2028 for the pros in 2030 where it's like well now maybe you know every pro other than you know the contract thing is going to be interesting because those guys have signed contracts of whose ball they need to play but maybe they you know maybe they start looking for a different ball and maybe that you know resets the game and titleist isn't the number one ball in golf like it has been for 50 years no that is a very good point i really didn't even consider that but then at the same time does this i don't know if this is correct or not but basically if they're putting a limit on the golf ball then and i guess they've already done this with golf clubs by putting you know limits on um you know parameters on size and optimization of the face and all this stuff but if every golf ball tops out at the same distance then it's gonna kind of equal it's it's almost like monopolizing the golf ball a little bit i don't know because if if a certain ball doesn't if they all test the same distance then why would somebody want to buy this golf ball over this golf ball you know maybe it's feel maybe it's this but it almost feels like if they're putting these parameters on this golf ball how much different can you really make a golf ball one to another if they're dialing it into oh it can only go this distance this and this you know then then what uh what else can you do with the ball so I really don't understand just a general overview here. I don't really understand it. Um, it seems a little bit pointless and I just am not a huge fan. Yeah. I think overall it's just, uh, golf much like baseball is a, a very old traditionalist sport. And I think big changes like this scare people. Once you look at that, like we just broke down some of the numbers, like a, a 20 handicap hitting at five yards shorter really doesn't doesn't do it for me now i'm not saying that i agree with the rollback but i also want to see the professionals perform at the highest level lou stagner tweeted out i believe it was this week there was more rounds played on the pga tour in the 2023 season if you will like kind of you know 2022 into 2023 that they there was more rounds played at under 6900 yards than over 7400 yards so when you look at it that way, it's like it, 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 they, they do try to turn golf courses into pitch and putts, and there's tournaments like that. You know, there's tournaments where guys are 30 under. But I don't think them losing 15 yards is all of a sudden going to make the professional game more fun to watch. I think that's where they're losing out on this. Like, do they want, you know, to bring some courses into play? Maybe. But how about you just take the course for what it is and a guy that shoots 25 under in four days compared to like the low course record or tournament record was 18 under just say, wow, that dude's fucking good. He's, he's golfing his ball this week. You know, it's just, to me, it's as simple as that. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. I'm, I, I just think they could have gone about it, could have gone about it a different way. Make <laughs> me different way. They <laughs> yeah. It, the driver, I don't know why. It, I don't know why I just dropped into an Italian, a pseudo Italian accent there, but uh, yeah, it, it it's just dumb to me. So we don't need to discuss this any further. Uh, if this podcast still hopefully exists in five to seven years, um, it's going to be a major problem for me because I can't lose any more distance. I'm going to have to optimize. I'm going to have to start swinging up more, uh, optimizing my launch a little bit better because I'm I'm already hitting it too short, so. Yeah. All right. Let's 
get let's roll back the the rollback talk and roll forward into some Minwoo Lee talk really quick. So Minwoo Lee is on an impressive run right now uh, in his home country, home soil of Australia. Still comical, but uh, he got third at the 2023 ISPS Handa, not Honda, Handa Australian Open. He won the Fortinet Australian PGA Championship. He got third at the 2022 ISPS Handa Australian Open. So back-to-back thirds there. And he got fourth at the 2022 Fortinet Australian PGA Championship. So he, in two years, has collected, has played no worse than fourth, placed no worse than fourth in any tournament in Australia. So he's an auto bet on bet365, any tournament in Australia. But is Minwoo Lee the next superstar in golf? Is he, you know, we've got the who's next in terms of Scotty Scheffler's kind of not over. He's He's now. Uh, he's not coming. He's here, in the words of Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. But is Min is Minwoo Lee coming? Um, I think he might be coming, coming. Like he's he's coming in hot. Uh, and literally speaking, he's coming in hot because he swings it so fucking hard. Uh, this dude can produce ball speeds between one ninety and one ninety five on a consistent basis. So almost a Cameron Young esque type of uh ball speed that he he can produce which is insane if you look at him he probably weighs 160 pounds he's probably like six foot or even maybe smaller than that um so just insane that the kind of speed he creates but he's actually a very good follow on social media he seems like a bit of a jokester and he's always the one posting like funky flop shots and he's got like the most i i know i said i, I hate stinger porn um, and I'm talking about stingers like the golf shot, not like B stingers or whatever other terminology you want to use for it. Uh, like the stingers, everybody posting their stingers on TikTok and everybody creaming their fucking jeans. Uh, Spencer's camera's gone, but that's okay. I don't need to see him. Um, and he, he was kind of, he kind of went, made, I wouldn't say when he went viral. There's the term I was looking for. Uh, but he more went viral for like his stingers and, um, just all these aesthetically pleasing golf shots, but he, uh, he is a very, very capable golfer. He's got a great, great short game and he hits it, hits it a really long way. So it, it's just crazy to me cause he's only 25 and I feel like he's kind of been on the scene now for, you know, a handful of years, um, or maybe just emerging, but I definitely think that he's got the game to like win a major in the future. Uh, I could see him, you know, maybe winning the masters at some point. And like I said, he hits it so long that realistically nowadays, if you hit it that far, we know that Cameron Young has yet to win on the PJ Tour, but this guy clearly has no problem uh, winning events. So I think with him hitting it as far as he hits it, he's got a shot anywhere. Uh, but then, you know, you take him down to Australia, his native, crikey, how are you, mate? Uh, his, his native land. Uh, he's just going to dominate, which he has these last two years. Yeah, and he's got four top tens on the PGA Tour the last couple of years. So a guy that a guy that's got next uh, for sure. And he also he also finished uh, T five at the U.S. Open this last year. So I mean, he he has backed it up in the bigger events. He's not just uh, you know he, he's I hate to say this, but he's not a Max Homa winning the fucking Fortinet and then the. Uh, what else did he win? Uh, the the South African Open. 
Um, it seems like he can, I'm just kidding with that kind of, because Max actually did, uh, come to play in these, these majors here in 2023. So we'll see what happens, but yeah, well, we'd be remiss. Uh, I know we did talk about it a little bit last week, but seems like John Rom to live golf is all but done. And that's going to create, uh, some drinking problems for the PGA Tour and golf as we know it right now. If you have a drinking problem, uh, there's definitely some hotlines out there. But if you have a responsible drinking problem like both of us do, you want to hit up Breckenridge Distillery. They've got the best bourbon in the game. It's the world's highest distillery, and their bourbon is always awarded tops in the U.S. for um the high rye mash bourbon i've got we've got on screen here the rum cask finish just a beautiful thing now we've got just a regular bourbon whiskey it's a great time to make holiday punches and there's no better whiskey to do it with than breckenridge distillery uh although the breckenridge actual distillery is in colorado so if you're out here in colorado and want to visit it at up in breckenridge do it it's a great spot. Have some lunch, do some tastings, see how the stuff is, how the uh, whiskey's produced. Um, they've also got a vodka now, which is great. Uh, big vodka, clear, li clear liquids guy for me. But I do love sipping on a good Breckenridge bourbon. So make sure you check them out. They're available in all 50 states. I guarantee if you go to your local liquor store, they will have Breckenridge bourbon there for you. You can go to www.breckenridgedistillery.com to check it out and see where it's available nearest you make sure to check it out it's our favorite whiskey we'll be drinking a lot of it around these holidays um but yes yeah, so john rom has not only been linked for a couple weeks now but now it's it's bleeding into jason day adrian moronk who uh, we've talked about a few times on this pod big snub for the Ryder cup uh for the U european team but great player and now it's being reported that an estimated 450 million pounds as a signing fee is on the table and i don't think like obviously losing john rom to live is is a huge win for live huge loss for the pga tour but i think it's what the wait real, real quick did you say there's 450 million on the table for adrian moronk no 450 million on the table for john rom 450 million oh. euro 450 million euro okay you were, you were converting uh math or money i got you i was just like what the fuck like yeah i didn't think it was a very big poll but much like the pga tour rolling out all the new shitters for him uh the live golf tour is rolling out they're telling him he'll have his own entire team um 450 million euros i think if he he's a big domino that i think opens up a lot more dominoes to fall and as of as of this recording it's wednesday um he is not confirmed and nothing has come out but usually where there's smoke there's fire and stuff like this and he recently just did not commit to the american express um and he's been quiet hasn't said much so i think it's kind of a it's kind of a done deal at this point i mean other than you know i don't know what could get him back. I mean, the the three extra porta potties around, I don't think is is the the last straw that's that's gonna break this camel's but not break this camel's back here. Yeah. Uh I just thought about this like when you were saying it would be kind of a big swing. Like honestly, I think this kind of moves the pendulum for Liv to possibly kind of overtake the PGA tour. 
so to say um in terms of star power like they've already got some of the biggest names in golf you got bryson you got phil you got brooks uh you know go down the line and if rom makes the leap i think maybe that that's gonna have victor hovland looking around like you know what what are they gonna offer me i i think that kind of puts everybody on notice like i think if any and honestly how cool would it be if live i don't know if they would afford to do this yeah golf bow out or fuck yeah um i don't know if they could afford to do this but what if they just bought like all the best players in the world and and live was like the 48 best players and then the pga tour was like everybody that couldn't get into live like that that would be fucking insane and i'm never i'm not saying that's gonna happen i don't think their model is suited for that but uh it's just kind of begs a question like how electric would that be if it was just all the superstars on the the live tour um and i think do you think rom is going to demand they change it to four rounds is that like who knows? I I feel like anything's on the table with Liv now trying to get Rom there. Yeah, it's it. This is the first guy, and I saw this tweet, so I'm I can't credit him because I don't know exactly who it was. But it this the point remains is Rom is the first guy that's like not you know they're big names aside. Rom's the first guy that's not washed up. He's in his prime. He's top of the world. He's, a, you know, known by everyone, just won the Masters. He'd be the first guy to jump that's like that, that has that kind of current star power. Now, four or five years ago, if this was a thing and Brooks Kepka left, it'd be kind of the same. He's still back winning majors, so he's, you know, still popular player. But Rom's the first guy that's like, you know, not the – he's the first guy that makes people think about it more, I, in my opinion. It's not like, a, oh, yeah, Brooks Kepka can't play anymore, so he's going to go play on live. You know, Cameron Smith, as much as we love the guy, and he was, you know, won, a, won an open championship, was winning PGA Tour events. I don't think he was next. Like, I don't think he was ever going to be a number one in the world kind of guy. As much as I love him, I think he's, a, you know, he's a great player and he's close, but I don't think he had the star power from the entire golf world behind him where it was like, oh my God, I can't believe he went. It was kind of like, ah. He was a good player, but he doesn't generate the the clicks and generate the eyeballs and the attention that John Rom would. So Rom's the first guy kind of in his prime that you're like, if this happens, this is this is a serious, serious move. Yeah. Real quick on Cam Cam Smith, I think that he almost didn't want to be in the spotlight. And I think he just saw a way to make a bunch of money and kind of remove himself because he doesn't have that kind of like he doesn't feel to me like he wants to be a star. Like, I mean, John Rahm wants to be out there. Rory McIlroy wants to be out there. Phil, Tiger, they, those guys are stars, but I don't think Cam Smith has ever given me those vibes. And plus if like, I mean, it goes without saying, but you know, if Liv is going to throw him a couple hundred million bucks to go play for them, then why not? But I do think that Cam Smith at some point could, if he stayed on the PJ tour and got ranking points, I think he'd be top five in the world and be, he still will contend at majors as long as he can play in them. But uh, let's go ahead and move it along. I want to, I want to say real quick, uh, we didn't talk about the hero world challenge, but uh, Tiger Woods feels like, I mean, great comeback for him to make his way back after uh, everything he's gone through, everything he put himself through getting behind the wheel. Um, but do you think he's possibly like doing steroids? 
You know, I mean, it's just the whole, it's, it goes back to like the whole Aaron Rodgers. Did he actually tear his ACL type of thing? You don't know what kind of technology and what kind of access these guys have to certain things. I wouldn't doubt it, but I'm pretty sure they still test, right? Well, I don't know if they test him or not. And honestly, like when you ask if, if it actually happened, we saw Tiger Woods in a pair of shorts and his leg looked uh, similar to Alex Smith's leg um, following his his uh, devastating accident four or five years ago. I can't remember, but his leg is fucked up. Like, there's no question about that. So, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I just inhaled a fucking dust ball or something. Goddamn. Um, but I don't see any real way, like you said, what, what does he have access to? What is he doing? Or is the PGA Tour just like turning the other cheek and not really like paying that close of attention to what Tiger does because he moves the needle so much that they just like want him to be back? Yeah, I I think anything they can do to get him back. Like we we did discuss a little bit just the fact that he moved up 450 world ranking uh, spots by shooting even par in a 20 person no cut tournament. So just yeah, some interesting see, that, points to the world of golf as it, as it sits right now. Yeah. That, that in a nutshell goes to show you how fucked up the, the world ranking system is in golf. So uh, yeah, I don't even want to go any further, but them getting world ranking points for a 20 person non cut event doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Nope. All right. One last thing before we get to fairway or four and wrap this episode up, uh, shout out to Nick Taylor and the RBC Canadian open. Uh, the logo has completely changed for the event. Uh, it features Nick Taylor's putter throw. That was a hell of a weekend for us. We hit him at 70 to one on bet three, six, five. So make sure you're betting with us each week. Once the PGA tour rolls back around in 2024, we'll have some hot picks. Uh, we've already hit a winner this year, uh, on the DP world tour, but you know, those wins count the same. They show up on the PGA Tour profiles an international win, so we can add an international win to our book. Um, but the also hit five of six in the NFL on Thanksgiving, not a big deal. Yeah, not a big deal. Plus, like twelve units. But uh, yeah, the the new RBC Canadian logo features him, uh, a Canadian winning last year in his putter throw, uh, incredible moment, seventy footer for eagle, bang, dub for us, dub for him, dub for the entire country canada so cool cool little uh, logo change for him all right let's get into this week's fairway or four you want to lead us off you hitting lead off today uh yeah i'll lead us off today um so i was and a lot of this stuff comes to me while i'm at the gym um i don't know people just it, big gym i, I guess now, huh? well it's not that i mean i do like to go every day now i like the gym um but people just act out of pocket at the gym um, for some reason. Like, people are just fucking weirdos. Uh, so, I saw this dude on the stair stepper the other day, barefoot, like sweating his ass off, no shoes on, um, on the piece of equipment. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, that's disgusting. Um, I feel like shoes should be required, but that isn't even my fairway for TC training. Uh, he could be, he could have the, he could be in the reserves. He's got his fucking military Zing. backpack on. <laughs> um, but no, this other dude, I was going into the bathroom to go pee. And this guy was like, uh, before I went up and worked out and this dude 
was like getting ready to like go into the sauna or whatever. And he walked into the bathroom and stood at the urinal with no shoes on, no fucking flip flops on, um, no nothing. And like, you can see, I hate to be gross, but you can see like the puddle of like pee on the ground underneath these urinals. And this dude is just standing in piss. Like, and then he's going to go probably get in the fucking hot tub or the sauna or the what shit's just disgusting. But basically my fair way or four is, is it pre-crime to go into a public bathroom with no shoes on? 100%. It's pre-crime to piss. The only acceptable place to piss with no shoes on is in the ocean. That is it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at home, in your home, it's fine. But any, yes, the ocean, definitely got to piss in the ocean. But when you're out in public, and especially in a, a locker room, like, shit is so gross to me. And I was just, like, taken back. I'm like, this dude's going to go stand at the urinal with no fucking socks or shoes on and just free ball it, like, with his, oh, shit threw me for a loop, man. Yeah, that's pretty insane. I'm going to say that's an absolute four that it's acceptable. That's so it's a fair way. It's pre-crime. Fairway, it is pre-crime. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Um, my fairway or four this week kind of relates to um what I was talking about earlier. And I'm a uh it's talks about food, um, but I'm a pretty I'm a pretty staunch like there's times of day for certain food, and I can't like get out of my bubble to change that. So like for me, like eating eating certain foods like i can't eat dessert in the morning i can't eat a dessert food before like noon and then after like i can't eat lunch a lunch type of food before 11 or drink a lunch type of beverage like if i like i for instance i have like a, a starry all right or an olipop these are fire olipop like soda for lunch but like if it's like 10 30 i can't bust into an olipop i'm i'm like very meticulous with my food and drink being related to the time of day that i drink them and i don't know if that's weird but like lemonade for instance great thing i love lemonade chick-fil-a's diet lemonade no free ads is the best fucking thing on this planet but i can't drink it until a certain time of day i can't like drink a lemonade at 7 30 when i go pick up breakfast i get one no ice so that i can have it later in the day but i cannot so my i guess my fairway four is our foods and I'm going to get crushed on this, but to me, foods are have their own times of the day. Or are you just fucking bacon and eggs for dinner? Don't give a fuck. No, I would actually say like fairway for the most part. I think there's some like shades of gray in there. Um, like banana bread, I think, is an all timer. Um, that goes good any time of day. But other than that, like there is you're not going to catch me eating like a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich for breakfast, which I know they don't even serve them. They do actually. And it's it's a, called an egg white grill. It's chicken sandwich with egg on it and it's fucking good. Oh, well, okay. But that's just not, but see that then if you add an egg that completely changes the complexity of the, the sandwich that changes the makeup. Like I, I think that uh, I, I'm not a big breakfast guy for dinner. Um, so yeah, there is a, a correct time and, Time, there is a correct time to eat certain foods. I think that's maybe the way you'd put it. But yes, I would agree. Like drinking a soda at nine in the morning, that's pre-crime shit. That's insane. Um, 11 o'clock is the cutoff for that. You have to be uh, at least after 11 o'clock if you're going to drink a soda. Um, yeah, and there's just certain things that you don't eat before a certain time or 
after a certain time. So yes, I would agree with you. All right. We're in agreement. That's not, doesn't happen very often. That, ra- uh, that wraps it up for this week's episode of Big Drive Energy. Make sure to tune in to our festive Friday. Uh, we'll do be doing a festive Friday, kind of a holiday themed draft every single week on Fridays throughout the month of December, sponsored by Breckenridge Distillery. So make sure you're checking out that second episode each week. Um, we do have a golf this weekend, but this is kind of, I saw it called silly season. So I think there's a tournament this weekend of like, uh, it's a, a PGA tour and LPGA tour, like a team event. And that's a cool concept, but it's not something that's like team events in the, on the PGA tour. It's like a once a year thing, go down to new Orleans, enjoy the Zurich, whatever. It's kind of how it is, but, uh, enjoy the weekend, enjoy football season, basketball season. We're in the the throws of all of those. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Big Drive Energy Pod on in, on Twitter, excuse me, X at Big Drive Energy. I'm at Big Drive Spence. He is at Big Drive Mitch. That's enough big drives for you for now. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.